is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hi, welcome to the Dumb Nerds podcast, a show where comedians talk about a smart topic they're too dumb for. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins, and today my guest is Natalie Benedict. She is an improviser on the teams Parker Posey and Chaz Dean. She's super funny. And hey, if you're like, Natalie, she's super awesome. I want to see what kind of Instagram pics she has. You can follow her at Quality Benedict. And before we get started, I just want to say, guys, whenever you shop on Amazon, you, yes, you could support our show by just going to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumb nerds. And you can click the support our artist button, please. And then shop on amazon.com like you normally would. Doesn't cost you a thing. It's just one extra step. But is it really? I mean, you've got to type in Amazon.com already. Just type in boardwalkaudio.com slash dumb nerds. Click on that support our artist button. Boom. You're on Amazon. It's seriously just one click. Then you get a shop like you normally would. Like I said, it doesn't cost you a thing, but it gives us a little kickback that helps us keep this show going. All right, let's get into it. Today, Natalie and I are talking about the Swedish prison system. Enjoy. Hey, Natalie, how's it going? Oh, so good. So good? Yeah. So good. So great. I'm very excited for this topic. Oh, I love talking about this. Um, yeah, I was listening to uh, the podcast Generation Y, and they were talking about like the like the Norway mass shooting that happened yes, in 2011. Yes, I wrote that down in my notes. Yeah, okay, so we'll definitely talk about that. But cool. they got into this Swedish prison system, and that's when I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so we'll definitely get to that. Uh yeah, let's uh what got you interested into in in this topic? Um I don't remember exactly when I learned about it. My mom goes to prisons uh mm-hmm. like every few weekends with like her church group and just oh. does like art with them. Oh, okay. Um she goes to female prisons and she just started talking about how like awful it is and how yeah. it's just like they're they're just not treated like people. Yeah. Um and then she was telling me like, "Oh, have you ever seen like a picture of a Swedish prison?" And then I saw one. I was like, Oh my god! And then yeah. I was like, you know, went into Wikipedia for days. Yeah, when I was looking at pictures of them, some of them are better than my apartment. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like they look like IKEA dorms. Yeah, totally. And yeah, their kitchen. I'm like, there's so much counter oh, space. Yeah, they're huge, and they've got like all like everything you could need in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get to have knives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. And I think Americans listening to this are probably being like, you idiots. Like, these are prisoners. Why? Why? Like, they don't deserve this. But I think getting into this topic, it's like, oh, if we separate our emotional, like, drive for, like, vengeance, Uh we and like, remember that this is like, we want to rehabilitate these people. Right. This is. And then when you look at the numbers, you're like, well, Norway is doing it right. So. (laughs) And it's like. We have people in jail that are going to be in there for like two or three years, mm-hmm. no matter what, because they do like nonviolent crimes or yeah. they just get small sentences. And wouldn't you want them to like become better people in jail? But instead, we're like, they should suffer for those years and yeah. then come back into the world and have no opportunities. Right. This is a statistic I found from 2014, but 76% of released prisoners are rearrested within five years of release in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, the number for Sweden is... 
a lot lower. I wrote down. I can't find it. Uh, the number I have is 20%. Yeah. And it's been consistently like 20% for years. Yeah. And I think something that's super important about this topic is that it's like an all white country. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of like why they were able to do this, unfortunately, because our prison system is based on yeah. racism. Like it started to put black people in prison after they were like released from slavery. Yeah. So it, it just started in the worst place. And yeah. It hasn't been thought of in a different way since then. Mm-hmm. Um, a great book to read on that is the new, uh, new Jim Crow. Yeah, I've um, heard a lot about yeah. that. It's really good. And it, yeah, it basically talks about how prisons are like the new slavery. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's depressing. Something that's crazy <laughs> is uh, like there's so many people in prison in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I got the numbers. Oh, yeah, I do. It's that only we have only 5% of the world's population, but uh, one quarter of the world's prisoners. Yeah. Which is, that's crazy. And there's so many mentally ill people that are in prison and people with life without parole for nonviolent crimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I know you listen to the My Favorite Murder podcast. Yeah. And it's crazy that like. We will put drug dealers away for so much longer than like a violent rapist. Yeah. And it's like, it's just mind blowing how we've let this happen. It's so bad. <laughs> According to prisonstudies.org, currently in the United States, there are 2,217,947 prisoners. Mm-hmm. And that's if it were to be, if we took the prison and made it, the prison system made it into a city, it would be the fourth largest city in the country. Yeah. And do you want to hear how many prisoners are in Norway? Yes. 3,874. <laughs> That's nuts. I mean, obviously it's a smaller population a, there. Po- their population is uh, a little over 5 million. But still. Where, yeah, but 2 million. And yeah, any, and then as I was like reading more and more about like different prisons, cause then I was like, wait, I want to know about Japanese prison system in India. And like all the articles were like, they would just be like, America's is times 23, what we're talking about <laughs> times 30. Like it was like these high outrageous numbers. It's looking at how Norway is treating their prisoners versus how we're treating them. And oh, another thing right now is the occupancy level of the U.S. prisons is 102%. Oh so it's like we don't have enough room where in Norway they're closing down prisons yeah, because they're empty. Yeah, that should be the goal. And then yeah. the uh, all the stuff about like lobbying for prisons and privatize. I think privatized prisons are so evil. Yeah, they should be, be illegal. Like, yeah. They should be mm-hmm. to make money because they judges are pressured to put people in jail mm-hmm. for longer so these places can make money. And it's just you can. There's no way that there's not horrible corruption mm-hmm. to get. Uh, it's just like making money off of people's lives. Yeah, it's awful. And yeah, we've we watch movies. We've seen like what a prison cell looks like and it's pretty much yeah. like what it's like. It's like small. You can see everything. There's like a shitty toilet and oh, a sink. Yeah. I I'm watching this movie called a something. A prophet. Oh. Um, and it's like a French prison mafia kind mm-hmm. of movie. And even watching it, I was like, this is supposed to show the worst of prison. Yeah. And I'm like, they're wearing their own clothes. They have yeah. they each have their own cells, but they're rooms and they mm-hmm. have like a desk. And in Sweden they get 
TV and computers, no yeah. internet access usually, but yeah. they, you know. And they also have three functional living cells per person. Which is. So it's like you have your own room. Yeah. You have like a study room yeah. or li- like a living room. And then you have this bomb ass kitchen. I wonder, I mean, I bet their homeless population is also very low mm-hmm. because I would go to prison if I lived oh, there and yeah. like didn't have a place to live. Yeah. You just commit um, a, a petty theft or something yeah and then meanwhile like while you're in prison there's constant workshops cooking is encouraged multiple healthcare like professionals like that you can talk to and some of them have recording studios yeah can like be artistic and stuff i saw pictures of like prisoners like playing guitar and stuff (laughs) yeah it's just very encouraged you know to to get your life together and a great quote i pulled from r odell he was the director of the halden prison Mm -hmm. he says Look, every inmate is going back to Norwegian society. Everyone. Do you want people who are angry or do you want people who are rehabilitated? And I think that's just such a great way to like, because I feel like so many Americans gut reaction is to be like, if this person did something awful to a family member of mine, like I want them to suffer and pay. Yeah, like eye for an eye. Yeah. Um, Which is like, you don't come in contact with that person. The owner of a store that gets robbed, I know you want like immediate gratification of like, I want this person to pay for what they did. Mm -hmm. It's different, I think, with like very violent crimes, but it's like, you're you're not going to experience that person again and their whole life gets ruined because Mm -hmm. of this, especially if they're like 19, 20 year old kids, usually minorities, usually poor. And it's just like, it puts them into the system and it's just a way to really take someone's life away, even if it's not literally like years in prison. Yeah. Daniel Riesel, he's a neuroscientist. He did a TED talk on it. (laughs) (laughs) And basically this whole model is like built upon this philosophy of restorative justice programs. And he argues that our brains are capable of changing. So we need to take responsibility for our actions and they need to take responsibility for their rehabilitation. I think so many people forget that they think our identity is permanent and doesn't change, but we change throughout our lives. Yeah. You know, who we were at five years old is very different than who oh, we are sure. now or even like a couple of years ago. I think some people that are like, no, they need to suffer might be coming from a place of privilege of being like, oh, I've never had to steal food to yeah. eat. Or even like I've never been the type of person who would do something bad Mm -hmm. but of course they have they just haven't been like put in the situation they haven't been kind yeah (laughs) everybody's bad oh and just the the idea people get because of how prison is depicted and stuff especially with minorities of like white privileged people honestly think and even not privileged white people think that like minorities do more drugs than white people or and all these things it's like no rich white people do more drugs than like poor black people yeah they just don't get caught they just don't get caught exactly and it's true we're looking at privilege of just not getting looked at that in that way so you can get away with stuff and then also like you know your environment and like your peers kind of influence how you grow up you know so you know you talk to ex-gang members who did get rehabilitated and like changed their life being like I had to be in this gang so I didn't die. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you do it to protect yourself. And, exactly. And, you know, I th- it's like one of those things of practicing empathy and understanding, like, how somebody gets to this place yeah. to like, commit these crimes. Because, yeah, there are sociopaths. <laughs> and I want to talk about this one sociopath. Oh, I want to talk about uh, all the crazies. Yeah, because, okay, so... This guy sucks so much. <laughs> I, I I don't like him at all. Oh, gosh. Um, it, and he kind of like really fucks with, you know, this great thing of, oh, look, the Norway prison system is so great. And what I read with the uh, <laughs> quote from R. Odell is that, yeah, everyone gets out. 
the max sentence you can get in Norway is 21 years. And then they can look at your case in 10 years and see like, hey, look, you know, you uh, laid down some great guitar tracks. (laughs) (laughs) You were a good person. You get out. I I do think because I looked into this and I was like, they have to have some they do have things in place to keep psychopaths in prison. Like at the end of your sentence, you get every five years is Mm -hmm. like revised. So that's not the right word. Whatever is looked into of like, like, have you owned up to what you've done? It's just Mm -hmm. that happens in like U.S. prisons, too. Yeah. If you can prove you're remorseful and like are really going to try, you can get years reduced or get out of prison on time. Yeah. And they do that in all Scandinavian countries. So I don't think that guy's ever getting out because he also said, well, he killed eight people with a bomb. Yeah. Let's wait. Okay, this fucker's Go name is Anders Varang Beravik, 2011. <laughs> he is the super right wing. Yeah, all politically motivated. Yeah. One of his claims is feminism ruined Europe. <laughs> so he's very angry. And yeah, through psych evaluations, they do think he's schizophrenic. Yeah. But yeah, basically, he set off a bomb and killed eight people and then went over onto an island where a bunch of politicians kids were at yeah. camp which was basically like boy scouts yeah there were both genders yeah because it's but he picked this because he wanted to hurt the politicians yeah. in the worst way possible yeah. and he's like i'm gonna kill their kids and that's what he did i think he killed like 69 yeah people yeah and, and there's he, like oh oh yeah he dressed up like a cop and told them there was a bomb and was trying right. to help them and then just like pick it started picking them off and then when the cops started to show up the kids were so confused they didn't know who to trust yeah exactly oh, so fucking evil oh it's so dark because i listened to a, a podcast about it and just like children just hiding and yeah. just like not understanding what's going on and he just like was so far away that it took so long for people to get there because they was on this island mm-hmm. and because of the bomb, all yeah, the that police, distracted yeah, so many people. That yeah. was like where the attention was, so he could just go off and do this. Yeah, and it's like and oh, then what a rotten. He had like person. scattered like his manifesto around town. Too, yeah, though. and he said afterwards that um, if he could have, he would have liked to kill more people. So this guy's never getting out of prison. <sighs> this guy sucks. Yeah, and that was the thing that Generation Y was talking about was like. Can this guy get out? But they do have a clause. And I, they might have put it in because of him. <laughs> is that at the max of 21 years, they could just say, nope, repeat your sentence. And they oh. can do that up to five times. So that's, that's 105 like, years. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. but I mean, technically they he's eligible for release in 2033. That ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, people in the U.S. don't, when they hear that, they don't look into it. So they're like, what, 21 years? And he, yeah. gets, he does get to live like a not horrible life because yeah. the maximum security there is like he has an xbox yeah and he's got three rooms and yeah just but you know he's a he's a human and we shouldn't like that's like such anecdotal evidence yeah to try and base a system around the worst people Person, in the yeah. world you know it's mm-hmm. such a small percentage of people that could ever do something like that right so it's like yeah we've all been there you know <laughs> we're like working somewhere and that one person kind of ruins something fun for everybody yeah he's this guy (laughs) for the world yeah yeah so like a lot of americans are upset because it's like oh he gets an xbox but he doesn't have access to the internet uh he had a computer for a while but they ended up taking that away from him but he has a typewriter and (laughs) he apparently like writes letters all the time and tries to send them out but Mm. he's only gotten five letters out because because he's all crazy, crazy. <laughs> and they read them and they're like, nah, bro, we're not sending this to the president or oh, whatever. Boy, oh, boy. He doesn't get to interact with any other prisoners because 
the prisoners hate him and <laughs> yeah uh so he only gets to talk to like you know his social worker psychologist mm-hmm. and oh that's uh, a thing we need guards. to talk about of like prison guards it's so smart i would have never even considered this but they care about their prison guards mm-hmm. a lot but because like in the u.s prison guards are authority figures and yeah. that's it and they're like just there for punishment and to keep people in line and that takes a psychological toll on totally people, yeah and it makes them shitty people which is why it's corrupt because there's so much evidence that when people get into power yeah especially like in prison situations when they're like in control of other people they go cr- like power crazy yeah i've and watched orange is the new black oh, we all watched orange <laughs> is the new black but it's true and and then in sweden it's like there's they're supposed to be friends with the inmates. Oh, like that's yeah. how they're supposed to look at them and look, these are the people you're going to try and help. They eat all their meals with them when mm-hmm. they're there. And it's, they're all a social worker. Mm-hmm. It's more like a parole officer role. Yeah. Um, that's just so smart to consider like everything about it. Not Treating just like them like people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, how, how much more healthy is that than being mm-hmm. like you're alone in there and you're just going to like suffer and then get out and not have anybody. I love love it. Yeah. Prison system in the U.S. is such a mess. Overpopulated. Anytime Obama pardons somebody, people lose their minds. (laughs) I'm sure the prison guards are also probably like overworked. I don't know how they're paid, but, you know, yeah, to start working in a system where it's already like built on treat these people like animals, like Mm -hmm. don't trust them and everything. It's just putting more fuel on the fire. I took a Scandinavian literature class. And we learned a lot about Scandinavian culture, which I think includes Iceland and Finland, even though Mm -hmm. they're not technically Scandinavian countries. But there's something called the Laws of Jaunty. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. It's kind of the people idealize those countries as being like so happy and perfect. And this is kind of coming from people who live in it and are on the inside and that don't love the socialist everything is equal because nobody can thrive the way they can in America, like quote unquote, however, if you think I want to be famous, but there was a um, tennis player. I wish I knew his name. I couldn't even figure out how to Google that though. (laughs) A tennis player that got really, really good. And when he came and he like toured, I I don't know enough specifics about tennis, but whatever (laughs) good tennis players do. And then he came back and he was like shunned from his community because people were so upset because they were like, you're not better than us. So the laws of Jaunty, like this guy a long time ago wrote them and it's like, you are not to think you are better than us. You are not to think you're smarter than us. Basically, that's what the mentality is there. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, that goes with. I think treating prisoners is by saying, like, we're not better than you. And I think there's a flip side to that for, you know, the other side of things is, like, you can't be better than anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any – this makes you think of, like, playing Risk or learning history in school. Being like, what is the best government? Yeah. You know, and you kind of think, like, everything through and it's socialism. Well, I think it's awesome. There's (laughs) also going to be cons to it, you know. And there's, like, you can't have – and there's such a small population, too, so they can, like, get things done. Yeah. You just can't create a government in America that's going to work for everyone. No. I mean, it's, we're already so polarized. But even if yeah. you found a middle ground, there's always going to be people on the other side of everything. going to be upset. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I feel like our, yeah, it's like we live in Los Angeles. We got to be completely different than, you know, uh, people living pe- in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah, small yeah. towns and small towns yeah. are like when they walk outside, they see shut down factories every day. And they're yeah. kind of reminded of, I feel like Nord, you know, yeah. where are the jobs and, and yeah. everyone has different problems. Yeah. And you know, it, it really always reminds me of slavery, the prison system, because there's like people in the North and people in the South had very different issues and people in the north were like well we have factories and the people Mm -hmm. in the south were like we need slaves because we have plantations and they'll be like shut down if we don't have the work yeah obviously they were on the wrong side yeah (laughs) but like that's just where people come from is like what's my problem instead of like what could be best for everybody Mm -hmm. it's will things get better (laughs) (laughs) uh not looking like not it. Not looking good. Another thing I found interesting about Norway is in their prison right now, 33.8% of the prisoners are foreign. Oh, that's interesting. Where in the US, it's 5.5% is foreign. And then also like... See, that makes it... That goes back to like, they're a all-white country, so it's yeah. like they're... You know, just as racist. Everyone's racist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they just like we have so down. many people. We're like, they don't look like us. Therefore, they're taking what is supposed to be ours. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Another thing I found interesting was I was looking at a map chart of all the different prisons. And well, okay, <laughs> so it was like all different prisons in different countries, but the United States they broke up into states. <laughs> So, like, number one crazy prison in the world is District of Columbia. But I think that has to do with the fact that it's so small. Okay. Because they're looking at, like, numbers to number of people in prison versus residents. But the second one is the big problem. That's Louisiana. Um. Yeah. (laughs) But also, I, I hope I still have it. It's basically, like, a ton of... Oh, yeah, yeah, I found it. It goes D.C., Louisiana, Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Uh South Dakota, Arizona, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, Missouri, Virginia, Kentucky, Arkansas, Delaware, Alaska, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Wyoming, (laughs) South Carolina, Nevada, United States of America, uh, Indiana, Idaho, Wisconsin. Okay, I'm I'm basically naming all the states until I get to Turkmenistan. That's not a state, Cassie. No, I think that's the first country, (laughs) but... Me oh, I see what you're a saying. Dummy. I'm like, do they mean Turkey? <laughs> I'm like, but a stan, Turkmenistan, that's like the first country. And then it goes back to Maryland, Nebraska, oh, Oregon, no. Montana, Iowa, North Dakota, El Salvador, Hawaii, Cuba. Where's California on that list? California actually. Command F that. Yeah. Where are you, girl? Not even oh. on there. We're flawless. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, sorry. When I was naming all those states <laughs> before I got to Turkmenistan, it goes California, Illinois, Turkmenistan. Got it. They, they, whatever, the article I was reading talked about how much prisons cost. And we spend in California five times as much on prisons than education. Yeah. And it's yeah. even worse in other states. Like, they spend two to three times more. It's just. Yeah. Oh, man. And we wonder why we have problems. Yeah. And then when people hear that statistic, like their first instinct is to be like, they don't deserve that. Yeah. They don't give them any money. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, they're even though we're treating like animals, we have to feed them and everything. It's just like so many people that we're just trying to like get basic needs. Yeah. And care. we shouldn't have to do that. Like yeah. it's not necessary 
They could wear their own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> France does it. But yeah, in this very, very long list, towards the bottom, I was like, oh, whoa, like India? India is so low. Why is India so low? And then the other one I looked at that jumped out at me was Japan. Mm. But the more I read into it, because I was like, why aren't we talking about India or Japan when they're lower than like Norway or Sweden? Right. But India it's because crimes often just go unreported. Oh, no. There's like, yeah, and they were kind of describing like, oh, if you know, if you run a red light and a cop pulls you over, you just pay him off. Oh. And then let's say you get your laptop stolen, so you go to a cop and you try to tell them. They're just like, that's trivial. Yeah. So I don't know like what you have to get stolen for them to care, but most of the time they're just like, no. And then when it comes to big crimes like rape, it just takes like such a long time to go to trial and everything. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So I was like, hmm, that's like one way to do it. And then so then I was like, OK, well, what what about Japan? And Japan's interesting because to go to prison is such a social stigma for people. Like I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. You just don't. You know, yeah. it's like dishonor to yourself. Like people just shun you, don't want anything to do with you. Your yeah. family probably is like, I don't talk about that son. <laughs> So, you know, actually most crimes there are committed by foreigners. Oh, and then, but they were even talking about Japan has a huge intolerance to like drugs. And I was reading the story that happened a few years back that like two sumo wrestlers tested positive for marijuana and like everyone lost their minds. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, oh man, I didn't, I don't know. I never thought about it, but I was like, yeah, I guess. I guess I don't really know my family in Japan, like, smoking pot and stuff. <laughs> they don't seem like that type. But I didn't realize that was so taboo. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then they were talking about when they decide, you know, let's say you murder somebody. There's just such, like, a pressure for you to cooperate. Like, if you do do that, you just, you're more apt to, like, admit guilt in Japan than you are in the U.S. U.S., you yeah. know. I can get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's innocent until proven guilty, but in Japan, it's very much guilty until Oof. proven innocent. That's no good. Yeah. So it's like, I do wonder, because their their conviction rate is over 99%. <laughs> so it makes me wonder, like, you know, how many people, like, maybe just... Yeah, it sounds like, like they only do it if they're sure that yeah. it's going to work. Like, they don't just arrest people if they're like, this may or may not have happened. Yeah. And then also, like, you're going to say that you did it. Yeah. And so, and that's another thing is if there's a murder, if it's not obvious who the person who did it is, they'll just write it off as a suicide. <laughs> no. And it has the largest suicide That's probably, rate. yeah, that's probably why they have such a high suicide yeah. rate. Yeah. Oh, man, I never knew that. So... Fuck, dude. Don't get <laughs> murdered in Japan unless you're able to, like, write in blood as you die, the person who did it. And then another big problem in Japan is sexual assaults are widespread but are usually not reported. And, you know, male cops are more apt to, like, not believe women when they report it. Mm. So a thing they have started doing is there's women-only carriages on subways and stuff. So, like, that's Jesus a way to make Christ. sure you don't get groped by a stranger. That is, like... Not going after the problem at all. Yeah. That's like, who cares? Whatever. We're just going to live with it. I'm sure like the cops are like, were you on a woman's only carriage? Oh, you weren't? (laughs) Mm. That's your fault, honey. That's no different here. Let's be honest. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) I, uh, getting back to Sweden. Yeah. Um, uh, Copenhagen's in Sweden, right? Mm -hmm. Am I about to sound like an idiot? Okay. Uh, my friend, uh, Carolina. Oh, Denmark. Yep, you're right. <laughs> but you're right. 
Same, we're done. Same. We're done. <laughs> if you don't feel dumb on this podcast, we're not doing it. <laughs> um, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, my friend Carolina studied there. Um, she did architecture there. And she was telling me stories, which is anecdotal evidence, but it just sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. She was telling me stories about like how she was treated as a woman by her peers, her male peers, and how it like felt different. Like even just having conversations and groups with people. She right. was just like oh, I'm equal here. There was just like no question. And um, like, there's no stigma about like guys asking girls out or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it just sounds so nice. Yeah. And like, they're doing so many things right there. They do have like high happiness rates. And Mm -hmm. I think people in the U.S. want to dismiss that a lot because we don't want to admit well, we got to be the best. Yeah, we have to be the best in everything, even though we're not the best. We're in not the best anything. In anything. Nothing. But oh my god, how many times did I hear that growing up? Oh yeah, and I don't understand patriotism because <laughs> it's yeah. like there's so much we could do better. We should be proud of we things we always, do well instead of just blanket yeah. statement. All I wish. Of it. Yeah, I wish growing up instead of being told we're the best country in the world, how lucky are we, or yeah. whatever, to be like. like practice bettering yourself and your country like always and it's just like I don't know it I feel like it just put a a mentality of like we're the best so like we just get to puff up our chest and like be proud and not and be blind to like all the issues yeah and all the bullshit and then now that now being reminded all the time when it's like oh our school systems are like 20 25 Going I, down every day compared to other countries. And I think just looking at how bad must other countries to be, how bad are other countries if we're that high on the list, I think. Yeah. Because our school systems suck. It's if, really bad. <laughs> you can even just watch like like uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Leno like go out on the street and do those like questions. Oh, yeah. Like, simple yeah. history questions. And people don't know like how many branches of government there are. And we laugh at them. And it's like, yeah. no. Of course they don't. That's yeah. a failure on us. No, yeah. They're not just like, oh, they don't they don't pay attention to school. Mm-hmm. They don't read. It's like, no, no one taught them. Yeah. You know, it's like we have American history. For, I did it in like eighth grade and I can like say the preamble of right, the Constitution. Right. It's yeah. like, that's pointless. I didn't learn so much that I could have. Yeah. Well, and also I just there's great books like what you didn't learn in your history class. Mm-hmm. Or that's that that's a loosely the title. <laughs> but there is like a book. I'll Google it. But it's like what <laughs> your history class called. didn't teach you. There's probably a podcast too. Um, I think it's a part of the um, Stuff You Should Know, How Stuff Works website. Yeah. Oh, the book is called What Your History Books Failed to Tell You. Mm. Also, history books are very racist. They're so racist. I remember not learning about the Japanese concentration camp oh. until 12th grade. And it was a sentence. Yeah. and it, And I was like. Uh, uh, and like all my friends, uh, cause I'm, uh, from San Diego, so military. So everybody there is like half a, like we're like quarter Japanese or half mm-hmm. Chinese or everything. And we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> whoa, 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 white t-shirt. We need to talk about this now. Yeah. And, um, and the, like, we talk about Native Americans, mm-hmm. uh, and what we did to them and just like, but. Yeah. Not in detail and so quickly because we're like, but then we did a bunch of great things, you know, yeah. think, like talking about the founding fathers. It's like, do you know what else was happening during that time? Yeah. It's like, why are we focusing on like 
yeah, we dumped tea. That should be the page, not the like thing that 50 movies are about. And yeah, you know, that's what we spend half of our education learning is the dumb little details about what the white men did. Yeah. And not getting into the lives we destroyed and plowed over to conquer lands and like the disease we brought. Yeah, my uncle's really into, like, Native American history, specifically in, like, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I'm driving with him, he'll, like, point at a mountain and be like, oh, this tribe lived there. And <laughs> now there's, like, power lines or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back home for the holidays, he had a story about how, like, <sighs> they just kept picking up Native Americans and moving them somewhere and being like, this mm-hmm. is your home now. Yeah. But this is yours. Okay, we're going to go build another mission. Bye. It was, like, missions being like, hi, you know, we're here. Uh, we're here to tell you about Jesus. Also, this is your new home. We're we're taking this land. We're moving you here. And they moved um, this one tribe to an island and then later decided they wanted the island. So then well, they like, they picked them all. No, no, no. Wait, I'm, I'm fucking up the story. But I think it was like another group of people came and were like, wait, why are all these people on this <laughs> island? Let's get them back on the land. Yeah. And got them all on the ship. And then one woman was like, we forgot my baby and like jumped out of the ship and like swam back to shore and got her baby. But mm-hmm. then by then the ship was gone. So she lived on this island and the baby ended up uh, no. passing away. No. And she lived on this island by herself for like 17 years. Oh, God. Yeah. And when they found her, no one could talk to her because that language was gone. Oh, no. Yeah. And and then, of course, right when they found her, like two weeks later, she passed away because she was like, sick and, I don't know, probably exposed to just more white people disease. Yeah. Uh, oh. This history and this one person just because she got preserved for 17 years. Yeah. yeah oh, but, no. Oh. But, yeah. So <laughs> you don't learn about that in history class. Um, yeah. But the longer I'm out of school and the more it's dumb nerding out on stuff and oh, realizing. Yeah. It's incredible how you'll come across – something about a country and then you can read we don't learn anything about other countries i don't even know tonight i gotta read about turkmenistan (laughs) yeah oh gosh i uh jonathan my boyfriend who you know uh can do those sporkle quizzes and do every country in the world Mm -hmm. and like where they are uh and i think that's so impressive (laughs) yeah uh because i don't know anything about world history and i took world history classes and i don't even remember what we learned I think just like where the U.S. fit into things Mm -hmm. was what world history was. The wars we were in. The trade we did. Yeah. And and it was always like like major. Then we went to India to get this. And then for some reason, a lot about like ancient China seemed to be the only other thing I remember from classes. Yeah. I feel real dumb right now. So Turkmenistan, just north of Afghanistan and Iran. 5.24 million people there. People with lives and... That seems high. Yeah. There's too many people in this world. There are so many people in this world. That's what's so interesting is that everyone has their own complex lives mm-hmm. and point of views and like stories and shit they're doing day to day. Oh, speaking of day to day in uh, open prisons in Sweden are different than their closed prisons. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> open prisons are their idea is taking away your freedom is the punishment. There's no yeah. more. It's not like prison is not a bad place to go. It's just you have to be there. Yeah, but, that, I find that psychologically taxing on its own. Oh, for sure. Like, I would I feel anyone in that situation would feel their freedom has been. Taken yeah, away. and it's like imagine being forced into a job you hate or going to a school you don't like. Like we yeah. do that 
kind of stuff. Like we can understand how frustrating that is and to have to do that for years and mm-hmm. have no choice in anything um, when it comes to like where you live. But open prisons, they can go and have like jobs at, like outside of the prisons and they can go see their families and they can see their friends and stuff. Wow. Um, but they are like electronically electronically monitored while they're out. Kind of like house arrest. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But then they cut, they have like really early curfews. Um, so they can't just like party at you night or whatever. The bars. <laughs> but like you can have a job and you can go out and be in the world. Cause yeah. they're like, you're not a threat to society. And this yeah. is like, we're doing this to, Do you know to help you. What type of crimes put you where? No. Cause I know, you know, fuck face. <laughs> uh, he's in isolation, but not the same type of isolation that America where you get put into a dark hole. For, oh yeah. You don't know how many days. And that and- just messes with your psychology and people yeah. who are in solitary confinement, they, it's not just about not interacting with other people. They don't interact with the workers, either the guards yeah. and stuff, but you know, people in maximum security in Sweden, they like have human contact. Yeah. They have counselors, but when you're in an open prison, there's the stipulation of you're always one step away from not being in it, from like going to a closed prison. So if you make one mistake, you don't get the privilege got, anymore. Got it. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's, it's almost like a halfway house kind of deal. Yeah, I wonder if maybe that's kind of like probation for them, but also let's say you commit a crime and you start off in the closed prison when they check in with you and be like, you're doing great. Yeah. We love the album you released. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to an open prison now. And then from there, then you can get out. Yeah. I'm curious about, I don't know. I'm assuming it's just like nonviolent crime. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Or like you gotten like a bar brawl so it's that kind of violent crime yeah yeah you know you lost your temper yeah oh another thing when we were talking about copenhagen Mm -hmm. it's also like the number one place to travel for women traveling alone oh i can imagine it's also beautiful i i want to live tickets aren't that bad (laughs) oh let's go right now (laughs) bye bye. (laughs) i really want to live in scandinavia really really badly if comedy wasn't here i would Mm. be there in a second also i hear sweden has a good comedy scene i bet Um, it's hilarious (laughs) i think i think it's sweden but amy poehler's brother Mm -hmm. was like a swedish comedian or like moved to sweden like got famous there yeah um Uh, check him out on twitter he's a funny dude i will check him out yeah i remember uh as a kid my mom told me about how in norway she was just like offhandedly talking about how gender equality is so great there. Like mm-hmm. there's paternity and maternity leave. And oh, I just free learned daycare. This. What for, uh, for maternity and paternity? They have I, I forget how many days they have. It's insane. It's, it's a like lot. a big chunk. Of it's time. like a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of it is you get this amount of time, and a portion of it has to be taken by the father. So it's like you get <laughs> a certain amount a, for both you've parents. You got to be a daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's so smart to be like yeah. we're not just going to give this big chunk of maternity leave. We're doing this for the child and yeah. it's like we're not going to have the dad go back to work 3 days after his kids born, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they care about their people. <sighs> they care about them so much. And <laughs> free daycare, free college. So it's yep. like another thing where it's in Norway you're not thinking I'm going to commit a crime so I can go get my law degree. Yeah. You know, you already have access to that. No one's telling you no, or you have to take out a huge loan and right. be in debt for the rest of your yeah. life. And then there's people who are like, well, they pay high taxes. It's like, yeah, but 
You got so much cool yeah, stuff. You're also making $24 an hour, like at a minimum wage job. Yeah. And everyone around you is happy. And yeah, you're born any place where luxury isn't something that people want. So mm-hmm. it's like you will never want for it. Yeah. You know, people in that live in the, you know, inner cities in Los Angeles go 10 minutes west and there's giant houses and they're like, I want that so bad. And then there's this idea that we could ever get that. But it's like, no, those people have old money. Like, there's no such thing as pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice than being a millionaire. (laughs) Yeah. Being the next Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm going to. Yeah. Listen to my album. (laughs) Uh, I recorded it in a Swedish prison. <laughs> uh, actually, I would, I would buy that album in a heartbeat. <laughs> I really want to. I should listen to some stuff from those Swedish prisoners. I know. I'm sure there's a Spotify it. playlist. That's like deep stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like the conclusion of this podcast is we should all move. Yeah. Let's all move to Sweden. All our friends and family. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It's too small. Yeah, I think they're all. It's also like hard to move in. There. Yeah, I can imagine that. Kind of looked into it, and I bet they hate foreigners. I bet it just yeah. is like they don't want. Like we would be conservatives there. We would be people that are like mm-hmm. not used to their culture, and that's what they're all about is like being the same. Yeah, yeah. But let's pretend. There's no hope. Let's pretend it's this magical place with golden skies <laughs> and green grass that doesn't use water. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh, what a perfect All world. All perfect. You know. <laughs> and don't think about how you're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Natalie, do you have anything to plug? Oh, man. I don't do anything. You can follow me on Instagram, Quality Benedict. Yay. Like, uh, eggs or the Pope. Those I like matter. the eggs. <laughs> No, you chose wrong. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Cassie. Of course. Also, Natalie is on the improv teams, Chaz Dean and Parker Posey. Cassie's on Chaz Dean with me. Yeah. Yeah, if you follow us, sometimes we post better shows, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't. You just got to know, baby. Got to be on the inside. Yeah. Look for our billboards around town. Yeah, yeah. But we do have billboards posted around town. Just call that number. Ask Chaz where he's performing. Please do, because our goal is to get a cease and desist from him. Oh, yeah. But I think we're doing him a favor because if you Google his name, you just read about a lawsuit he's in. So oh, yeah, so we can bump that down. We can bump that down for you, Chazzy. <laughs> and then you just tell you just tell all your clients uh, to go to go to our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And that's our show. Thanks again, Natalie, for coming out. Guys, remember you can follow her on Instagram at Quality Benedict. And you can follow me too at Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. That's C-A-S-S-I-J-E-R-K-I-N-S. I'll post about podcast stuff, upcoming shows, and pictures of my cats. It's great. And also, if you want to contact me, email me at dumbnerdspodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear what you think about the podcast, questions, concerns. If you just want to call me a dummy, sounds good. And guys, boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds. Click on that support our artist button, and then it takes you right to amazon.com where you can buy all your stuff. And everything sometimes is okay. Yay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.